Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Bill Press Show. Yes, it is the Bill Press Show. My name is Peter Ogburn here with a version of our podcast where we don't have a ton of time to get everything in that we want to during the regular show. So we do the podcast here where we bring you some stories that we want to talk about. Uh, And boy, what a doozy we have uh, today. This story is about Andrew Wheeler. He is the uh, EPA chief. I guess he's the acting director now, right? He hasn't been officially confirmed. and some of his behavior online. We are talking to Alexander Kaufman from the Huff Post. You can follow him on Twitter at Alex C. Kaufman. Alex, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. So, first of all, Andrew Wheeler took over uh, after Scott Pruitt resigned, after all the scandals that he had. He had to resign back in, uh, I guess it was like July. And Andrew Wheeler is the acting director now. Uh, it, is he gonna? I mean, what's the deal with his sort of confirmation? Is that gonna? Is that on the table, or what's the what's the deal? Well, so he was, you know, he was initially confirmed as the deputy administrator uh, around uh, ju- just before actually um, Scott Pruitt was forced to step down, and it was very clear at the time. I and some others were writing. Uh, that, you know, it was very clear that Scott Pruitt was in the midst of these mounting ethics scandals, and there was a very good chance he could be forced to step aside. And so this vote to confirm Andrew Wheeler as the number two could very well be that confirmation vote. So sure enough, that did happen in July. And the rules around his ascendancy to the acting director, it's pretty wishy-washy. So the president has a lot of leeway under acting rules uh, about how long he can keep an acting agency chief in place. I mean, there's, there's a very good chance that, legally speaking, you know, the White House could have him ride out the rest of the president's first term uh, just in the position that he's in. That's really interesting, actually, because I, I, mean, I knew he was acting director, but I'd heard nothing about him like coming up for a confirmation or anything like that. So he could just sort of just coast for a while as acting director. That's true, and it's and you're you're right that you know you didn't hear a lot about him when he was coming up for his confirmation as deputy administrator. I yeah. wrote pretty critically at the time about how the Democrats handled that overall. You know, part of the issue is that Andrew Wheeler, is, unlike Scott Pruitt, who you know had never really worked outside Oklahoma politics before taking over the EPA, Andrew Wheeler is 100% a creature of the Beltway. You know, he yeah. served. As a congressional aide, you know, he worked for Senator James Inhofe on the Senate EPW. Right. And then he moved on to be a uh, a lobbyist for a bunch of really powerful 
industrial interests in Washington. So he knows how to talk the talk. He knows how to walk the walk. And, you know, he's fluent in that sort of D.C. legalese that makes, you know, even supposedly environmentally hawkish Democratic senators much more comfortable than, say, you know, a Scott Pruitt or some of the other, uh, you know, folksier and and more polluter-friendly candidates that the Trump administration has put up for cabinet positions. Like, what a what a finger in the eye to uh, Democrats and, and environmentalists, not just Democrats, but environmentalists, people who care about the environment, to put someone from James Inhofe's staff as the head of the EPA. I mean, that's just laughable. It's true. And I will also note that he, while he was working for James Inhofe, helped the senator to uh, uh put these tax probes in place of nonpartisan groups of state air uh, air pollution regulators, totally nonpartisan groups. In fact, one of them was led by a Republican. But because these groups came out against the Clear Skies bill that James Inhofe had put forward, which was essentially a backdoor to you know, uh, regulating air pollution, but cutting greenhouse gases out of that and, you know, could have potentially crippled climate legislation for years to come. When they came out against that, you know, they accuse Inhofe and, and Wheeler of having been the actor who did this of, of uh, you know, punitively uh, looking into their taxes for no apparent reason other than to punish them for their opposition to his bill. So we could, I mean, we could spend hours talking about how ludicrous uh, the EPA has become in terms of, you know, it's the Environmental Protection Agency. It doesn't look like the people in charge care much about actually protecting the environment, uh, which is a scandal in and of itself. But uh, the EPA, which got rid of their uh, scandal-riddled administrator, Scott Pruitt, earlier this year, now have a new scandal on their hands. And you wrote about this for HuffPost at HuffPost.com. Uh, what <laughs> the, Andrew Wheeler's social media past is coming back to haunt him. It looks like, right? Uh, that that would seem to be the case. Yeah. What all has uh, did he engage in? What was he doing on social media? So he has more recently. Uh, I'll go for it. Obviously, the the thing that has gotten the most attention, which is that about five years ago on his personal Facebook, he liked a you know blatantly racist meme of the Obamas. It depicted the you know both uh, former President and First Lady Michelle Obama uh, looking at uh, a white person's hand holding a banana and they're staring at it and you know the 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 racist implications of that are pretty obvious yeah yeah he he liked this image um he also uh made some some jokes commenting on you know there was there was an an atheist uh blog that posted a headline on facebook about hillary clinton's affection for the bible and under that he joked that she was written about in the book of revelation alongside the four horsemen of the apocalypse now more recently uh you know as within the last month he has been engaging repeatedly with a lot of these far-right extremists who are notorious conspiracy mongers among them um you know the guy who helped to propagate the pizzagate conspiracy theory which you know became a 
very real thing at the end of 2016 when a man armed with an assault rifle was, you know, uh, holding up Comet Ping Pong and threatening to kill people. Yeah. Uh, you know, he also has been engaging with people like Dinesh D'Souza, you know, and when I showed these screenshots to him, he answered me very directly and said, you know, he had no memory of liking that image of the Obamas. He was pretty upset about that. But that, uh, you know, the more recent stuff with some of these right-wing conspiracy people that, you know, he didn't realize who the source was, but that he liked the content. So overall, what this really paints is, you know, the picture of a pretty conventional 53-year-old, you know, uh, partisan white male Republican yeah. in 2018. Well, it's it's so interesting to me how it's become so... Mainstream. I mean, the Pizzagate stuff, the racist stuff, all of this is it, it now passes for mainstream conservatism these days. It's true, and and it sort of you know seeing how far back this goes, it sort of gives some important context to how you know the the party embraced really blatantly racist rhetoric and imagery well before Donald Trump capitalized on it and, you know, was accused of having mainstreamed it. So uh, my prediction is that he survives this quite easily. I think that that's true. And and I'll, I'll say that last night I interviewed Oregon Senator Jeff Merkley, who so far is the first and only senator uh, and Democrat overall to call for uh, the acting administrator's resignation over these findings. Um, And, you know, speaking to him, he seemed to, you know, he he seemed very resigned to the fact that he was just sort of signaling to his own base by doing something like that um, and, and, you know, drawing a line in the sand rather than really drumming up a movement that could topple this agency chief. I mean, it took an unbelievable mountain of accusations and more than a dozen federal investigations into Scott Pruitt for things to get so bad that he was ultimately, you know, forced to resign. It's also clear that he was only forced to resign when it was clear that they had uh, Andrew Wheeler in, you know, in in waiting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was there, and there were people like Inhofe and others who said, you know, uh, it's a shame what's happening with Scott Pruitt. Somebody like Andrew Wheeler would be a very capable replacement. (laughs) So there was the political will to see somebody like Wheeler ascend. There isn't isn't another Wheeler, so that seems highly unlikely. Wheeler has also survived past flubs from his past social media. Uh, During the confirmation process, it came out in in the Washington Post that he had made some offhanded comments about how Donald Trump was a bully and he didn't understand how government worked. And, you know, we know how, how sensitive this president can be to criticism and yeah. yet it didn't seem to derail anything. Jeez, man. It's, what's fascinating to me in all of this stuff, aside from just the outrageous uh, uh, things that these administrators are trying to get away with, whether it's, you know, Brock Long or Scott Pruitt or Tom Price. and You just look at how the administration has gotten better at just saying, like, yeah, 
we're not really concerned by the scandal. We're just going to keep going. They're just going to keep plugging along. They just they they find a way to insulate their people from actually having to, you know, pay any consequences. You know, I look on TV and Brock Long is everywhere. It was just a couple of weeks ago we talked about his outrageous spending, ta- spending of tax dollars and like it just the administration just doesn't care. So they're just going to move we're just going to move on. I mean, this administration seems acutely aware of the limitations of the news cycle and the limitations of media outlets to keep a seemingly important story at the forefront when there is more salacious news to distract most audiences. I mean, it's it's very clear that, uh, you know, something like this story even probably got as much attention as it did, and not to belittle anything, uh, you know, Liking an image like this is, is a despicable thing. And, yeah. and, you know, the Southern Poverty Law Center, I asked them about this, and they, they were, uh, you know, disgusted by, by what they saw. But there's also an image attached to it. And at the end of the day, you know, some of the more scandalous activity coming out of, you know, this acting administrator's office may well be the fact not that he's liking a, a racist meme, but the fact that he is pushing policies that, by the EPA's own estimates, will add thousands of premature deaths, mostly in marginalized communities of color, you know, when it comes to rolling back the clean power plan and things like that. Yeah. So, you know, there, there are actually, you know, uh, there are even, uh, you know, uh, less salacious stories about this individual within the administration that probably merit more attention than, than even the story that we're talking about right now. So yeah. I think this administration is very aware of that, and they've been able to really effectively capitalize on that. Alexander Kaufman, a reporter who covers climate and environmental policy for HuffPost, uh, has been our guest. Alex, you, or you can follow Alex on Twitter at Alex C. Kaufman. That's uh, one F, one N in that last name. Alex, I really appreciate you being with us, man. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for tuning in to the Bill Press Show. We always have lots of content out there for you. We put out as much as we can, and we have more coming soon. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.